Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to yet another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success. I'm Simon Hazeldean and as always in the Sales Chat Show studio, uh, Mr. Phil Jesson and Mr. Graham Jones. And this episode of the Sales Chat Show is called You Are Losing Sales Because You Are Not listening and this episode has been inspired by a little book review from Mr. Jesson tell us tell us all about your learned reading Mr. Jesson what you have been doing a book review it's quite a new um, uh, venture for us isn't it but this is a review of a book that appeared in the uh, Saturday Times on the 11th of January 2020 Uh, the book is called you're not listening Uh, written by Kate Murphy, and the book was reviewed by Melanie Reed, who presumably works for The Times. But if I can just give you a couple of quotes from said book, I think it will generate the conversation we need to have and uh, hopefully will generate some value for our listeners. So uh, the gist of this book is, quote, that today with everyone's dial turned to transmit rather than receive success in business and in life is measured by non-stop spouting. TED Talk speeches, political sound bites, tweets, sharing pictures and memes on social media. Value is placed on what you project, not what you absorb. Anyone who just listens is considered to be missing an opportunity to advance their brand. And Melanie Reed goes on to say, again, courtesy of the Writer, Kate Murphy. Social media has handed a megaphone to blowhards and silenced the moderate. Worse than that, neurologically, ideological entrenchment is shutting down the bits of our brains that listen to opposing views, question and compromise. Brains are easily influenced into distinct pathways, etc., etc. So, an interesting... uh, Ooh, uh, harsh, review there. Harsh words there, I think. Uh, um, so I, the direction of travel, if you uh, read between the lines, literally, the direction of travel here is that as a society, this key skill of listening is on the decline. And that, of course, is not going to help us, or is it? Well, that's an interesting question. How, how important, therefore, is listening to the modern-day salesperson um, with things like social selling, for example. So that's an interesting one for us to debate. Mr. Jones, as our resident internet psychologist and all-round social media thingy expert, uh, your thoughts, sir? Sorry, what did you say? I was busy sending a tweet. I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> Typical. <laughs> but they, you see, that's what happens, that people are so busy doing social stuff that their brain is not paying attention. And so I don't think it's listening as such, it's attention. And so people aren't listening because they're not paying full attention. And so she's right that our brain is 
constantly going down one avenue and trying to go down that avenue. Um, but this is a, a, an issue of salespeople not listening because they're not paying attention to what's going on. But social selling as a concept, you know, you'll see people often, um, they're in broadcasting or transmission yeah. mode where they're posting, as, as we all do, you know, uh, commentary, thoughts, ideas out there in order to raise our profile, to engage with people, to attract people, ultimately to make contact with us and potentially to do to do business or to make it easier for us to contact them. But at what stage does the transmission stop and the listening have to start? Is but a, that's a really important question. Have you ever posted that on LinkedIn? I will try. I'll put it straight away after recording this episode. <laughs> you see, that's what happens, isn't it? That everybody goes into this, I must do this on social media. I must put something out there. I and that's the very point that this book is making, isn't it? That uh, we must transmit. We must post something. We must be seen to be writing a blog about it, to, to, to letting the world know, to um, you know, letting our community know what's going on. Because if we don't do that, we're not seen to be part of whatever it is that we think we should be part of. But the people I think who, who seem to be good at this will often be posting things and then asking questions to gather people's thoughts and opinions. I mean, you can obviously yeah, posting they, things in order to drive engagement. But then they don't listen to the answers. Well, so, yeah, so that's people, an interesting. So, so what happens is people post something and then they go, oh, look, I've got 74 comments. Or, oh, look, I haven't got any comments. So they post something else even more outrageous to get more comments because what they're valuing is not the conversation but the number of comments so it's transmitting to get a reaction and that's all they're interested in they're not listening to what people are saying I, just something bothers me about um, a previous episode that we have recorded Graham where you, you presented us with some uh, interesting uh, evidence that the world has changed and that because of the impact of technology, uh, a prospect interested in buying a product or a service is far better researched yep. than they used to be, uh, and the salesperson approaching them, let's assume they're now face-to-face, -face, the salesperson approaching them um, probably needs to go into solution mode much quicker than they used to because, because of the, the, uh, the needs are known. Uh, so have we not indirectly contributed to the gist of this we have so, the, so the, the customer turns up having almost decided what they want to buy what the solution is that they think they need and so we as salespeople then go into that kind of finalizing the transaction um, rather than questioning them thinking about them getting them to understand and listening to them about what they really need because they've already decided what they need so to get the sale we just fulfill the sale Whereas actually, if we started talking to them and thinking about what they're really saying, we actually might be able to sell them something different. I sell them what they need as opposed to what they, yeah, think, what they, they think they need. Well, yeah, we have right. a better researched and better educated customer, but whether they are correctly, sorry, whether they are correct in the research that they've done, yeah. whether they've done enough of the right research, they've gathered the right information, they've obviously done quite a lot of research and have probably 
preformed an opinion about yeah. what they want but there is still a very valuable role from sales professionals to make sure that the research they've done is valid that they fully understand their needs because often you understand far more about your products and services than the customer obviously will will do and you have a role in potentially re-educating yeah. might be a role for we used to be educators customers the only way they could find out about products and services pre-internet was to meet with a sales representative um, or ask for a brochure. Um, now they, the, the, the world has changed. doesn't mean that they've necessarily found the information no, that they right. absolutely need to be able to make the very best decision that serves the customer the best. It's a bit like yeah. if you talk to a doctor, they will tell you that people you know, turn up at their surgery with a printout from Google saying, I've got this disease, can I have this tablet, please? Yeah. As, and the doctor will then have to go, well, actually, did you know there's a load of rubbish on the internet, that not all of it's true, and that actually they will then do what every doctor does, which is go through a history to find out what it is the patient really needs. That's a very good point. Before they then deliver it. And, you know, you go to medical conferences and doctors are getting increasingly frustrated about the the Google doctor, the person who's turning up, convinced they have this condition or illness and they don't have it, they've got something else, and then getting increasingly angry with the doctor because the doctor isn't providing them with the pill that Google has told them they wanted, but actually they don't need. Um, and so salespeople are in the same situation, that people are turning up saying, this is the solution I need, and what the salesperson really needs to do is, just like the doctor, go back to basic principles of consultative selling and discussing with them what they really, what the issues they have to find out what they really need to buy rather than the solution they've come pre-armed So with. if we are saying then that listening is still as important, yeah. arguably more important, more important. Uh, then I guess our listeners will be thinking, okay, well, let's just get down to some practical ideas and tips then yeah. Yeah. on how you can help me do that. Well, I've got one for all of those people who connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and it, it looks like a reasonable connection request, and I'll accept it. And then the next thing is I get a sales pitch, and there's been no questions asked, or they make an assumption about my business based on you know what what they very quickly. I, I, I'm not even sure they have a have a very careful look. So you know it's a bit like uh, you know some some financial. Um, guy connected with me and then sort of like five minutes later I got would you like a mortgage now it might be worth asking me you know if I have one or need one before we start before we start going into it so I think that was just like it wasn't social selling it was it was old-fashioned interruption like cold calling knocking on your front door or f cold calling you at home just on just on LinkedIn. So but if you do that to enough people, somebody eventually buys is the attitude, isn't it? Yeah. yeah? If you yeah. do that enough times, somebody will eventually buy. Good um, luck with that as a strategy. Yeah, quite. Yes. That's that's very, very old school. Yeah. Make the numbers. Precisely, yeah. And uh, I, would, I would question the bit. But yeah, but so, so away from the world of, uh, of, of social media, guys, uh, tips, mindset, skill set, what are we talking uh, well, I think for me, um, sometimes the uh, the articles and books on this subject are, are not very helpful. Uh, for example, uh, I've read things that say, well, if you want to improve your listening skills, just get curious. Well, you think, get curious? Come on, you wouldn't be in sales if you weren't curious. Surely that's just a given. Well, so I, I don't think I, that I, does anything. I challenge that, Phil. I'm, I'm not sure, based on a lot of the salespeople I interact with, that that's necessarily the case. But... Um, 
you should be. <laughs> I think you're sort of saying. I mean, if you're not curious about your customers, yeah. Well, let's let's assume that we are. But I, I, I think for me, going back to to my own career, this might surprise you. But I, I was once told by a boss of mine that I didn't listen. I simply waited to speak. Surely not. Yes. My goodness. Exactly. That was the lovely Derek who told me that. <laughs> Fortunately, Derek went on to give me some practical advice, having previously sort of mentioned this a few times. Uh, and one of the great tips that he gave me, which I've practiced every day religiously since, is to summarize regularly throughout the call. And when you say to somebody, if I've understood you correctly, and you feed that back, in the back of your mind, you know you do not want to drop a ghoulie. So subliminally, you are going to be more accurate and attentive, knowing that in a minute's time you're going to have to summarise. So that has certainly worked for me. Um, other tips that have worked for me, I think it's not about, it's, it's not just about listening to what's been said, I think it's about listening to what's not been said. So when somebody says, for example, we've had quite a few breakdowns, well, what does that actually mean? Few can mean anything. When somebody says, we're looking for a quick turnaround, well, what the hell does that mean? Mm. Uh, or that's not in our budget, or what is in the budget? It's looking for things that have not been said and following that up, not just going with the words that have been said. And my other tip is that right towards the end of a face-to-face -face meeting, there's nothing wrong with saying to the prospect or customer, uh, what have I missed? And if the prospect wants to say, I think, I'm not sure you've actually detected how concerned I am about this, then they will say that. Or maybe the prospect will realise that they've missed something and they then go on to talk about uh, a second or third need. Are your comments, Phil, just, just underlined for me that, that listening is something that's often done in response to a question that is asked? Now, obviously, sometimes we can just listen passively, I suppose, to the customer, as in passively not, not talking ourselves. But some of the highest quality listening occurs in what is said to a very high quality question. So I think the, you know, the two are, the two operate very much in tandem in the repertoire of a, of a, good, of a good sales professional. Uh, Mr. Joji, you used to be a journalist. I did. And you when must he had have a, learned something. When he had a proper job. A proper, when I, proper, when I, proper job. When I had a proper <laughs> job. Yeah, that uh, one of the things you learn as a journalist is that you have to listen to the person you're interviewing. Because if you don't, you're going to end up in court because you're going to have printed or broadcast or distributed something they didn't say. And so you have to listen very carefully. And so one of the things obviously every journalist does is take a contemporaneous note, which means you take a note of what the person is saying at that moment in time and you write it down because you've got proof then that they said it. But the only way that stands up in court as proof of what they said is that if it's accurate. And the only way it can be accurate is if you listen carefully. So writing stuff down, by writing down what your customer is saying to you, means that you, in order for it to be accurate, you have to listen to what they're saying. So one of the things I would suggest to people is if you're in any kind of important conversation, is just write the conversation down as you go, because you have to listen in order to write it down, because you can't write down something different. So making a note of the conversation with your client also make sure you are listening. But there's one other thing in uh, my life post being a journalist that uh, it taught me uh, how to listen, and that was um, 
a course I did with a fellow speaker called John Creamer, who uh, teaches people all about being spontaneous. Uh, and the reason he does that is he runs an improv group down in Brighton. And uh, for those people who don't know what improv is, this is where you know, you've got a bunch of uh, people on stage who are given a scenario and they have to perform hopefully something very funny for the audience. So improvisation comedy as it is. And he runs a course teaching people how to do improv. And the most important thing about improv is that it only works if you listen to what the other people are saying on the stage. Because if you don't listen, you cannot engage. And the most important thing he teaches people is that you've got to be in the moment. So whatever that moment is that you're in, don't think about another moment that might be coming up, you know, or here's a funny line I might be able to use in five minutes' time. Don't think of that because you won't be listening to what's going on at the moment. Or don't think that was a funny line somebody said five minutes ago, I can use that in the future because you'll miss what's going on in the moment. So salespeople will often be thinking, there's a point somebody said to me, I ought to tell people back in the office what that was, and that's in their mind, and they're not listening to what the customer is saying at that moment in time. And equally, they may be thinking, here's a point I could be making in a few moments' time when they finish speaking, which means you're not listening to what they're saying at the moment. Being in the moment. So if you haven't got good listening skills, go and do an improvisation comedy course. And uh, full disclosure, John Creamer is a good friend of all of us. Yep. Uh, however, would recommend most yep. strongly. You, could, you couldn't work with anybody better yep. if you want to go and practice. It would do wonders for your sales skills as well as if you do public speaking or yep. anything like that. Absolutely. Interesting thing, both of your comments remind me is a bit about accountability. Phil's is you're holding yourself accountable because you're going to have to summarise and you don't want to look silly. And Graham's, you don't want to end up in yeah. court. So there is a certain thing about sort of holding yourself accountable. And um, and I use something slightly similar when I've been doing some listening skills with salespeople on a seminar or a workshop where I, I say we're going to test their listening and the results will be written on the flip chart at the front of the room. And they basically just listen to each other in silence for two minutes and then talk about anything they like, what they did at the weekend, or and it doesn't really matter. And the other person has to listen in silence, not make any notes, be in the moment, as Graham yeah. says, fully focus. And then they feedback what they've heard. And then the other person rates them out of 100% for accuracy. And it's very rare for it to be anything less than 70, 80, 90, sometimes even 100%. Now, I appreciate it's an artificial exercise. It's only for a relatively short period of time. But the point I make is when you focus and concentrate, everybody can listen. And you're curious, as to, to Phil's point. But because they know they're going to be tested, they all say, I say, why'd you get such a good score? They say, well, because we knew you were going to test us. And that's really just a bit of a bit of fun. The real point is when you focus and concentrate and you don't allow yourself to get distracted, you can listen really well, which is your point about being in the moment so I often say to, 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 to people or to groups when we do the exercise everybody can listen the question is what is getting in the way of your ability to listen and that may be something for you to think about I'd be very surprised if there's anybody listening to this who doesn't have the capability to be an exceptional li listener if they just get those distractions out of the yeah. way gentlemen closing thoughts Closing thoughts. Um, I think, for me, listening is still a key skill, never been more important. Uh, and uh, let's have a look at that book. I think it's got some good...
timely stuff in it. Yep, certainly going to be uh, on Amazon after this episode, getting that uh, box sent to me. Yeah, for closing thought, just make sure you're in the moment and take a note of it, because then you will force yourself to listen. And for me, I think it's understanding that you do need to be broadcasting some of the time, definitely you know, <clears throat> attracting customers, making yourself known, having that presence out in the marketplace, but understand when you need to move from broadcasting or transmitting, and you need to be moving into receiving and listening mode. So I've been Simon Hazeldean. Uh, Phil Jessen has been Phil Jessen. Uh, Graham Jones has indeed been Mr. Graham Jones, the man of many lives, journalist, internet psychologist, academic genius, author, my goodness. Obviously, obviously can't Obviously can't hold down a proper job. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's it from this episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success. 125 plus episodes now at the saleschatshow.com website or for wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to the Sales Chat Show. Thank you very much for listening. Wish you good luck, good listening and good selling, folks. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 